Hello, you are listening to Engaging on Social Media with Brandy Henry. I am, of course, Brandy, and I really appreciate having you here. I know you have lots of ways you could be spending your time, lots of different options for filling your ears, and you're choosing to spend some of that um, with me and my ideas is really appreciated. So thank you. Today's format will be like the other formats, I think I, we've gotten a rhythm going here. Most of the time, the show is right at 25 minutes. There is a little tidbit of an ad for Anchor, and that might add a little a minute or so. We always start off with that little intro that you heard, and the main topic, we go into a sidebar where I poke fun at myself because I crack myself up when I step back and look. I also, after the main section, which would be the main topic, I like to offer a tidbit, which could be a practical piece of advice and then something to uplift you, to leave you with. And I really believe that it's our jobs, you know, to lift other people up. And I enjoy doing it. Uh, It's important to me. And why else? Why else be here if I'm not helping lifting you up and others up? Because there's so much more we could do with better engagement with each other, right? So here we go. Today's episode is episode number 12. So woo, we're we're getting into close to the teens. I guess that makes this our tween episode. And our topic today is going to be practicals. I am going to do practicals on the twos and eights. So every episode now that ends in a two or an eight, we're going to have practicals. And those will be five, almost like the tidbit tidbit section, but more in depth, more how to, what does this button do? What does that button do? Et cetera. So that's going to be today's main topic. And we'll spend some time going over five different practicals. And if I don't answer them clearly or address them clearly or explain them clearly enough, let me know. You can always shoot me an email. I put my email address in the show notes. But before that, today's tidbit. I uh, love thrift store shopping. I have two here in Portland that are my favorite. And one of them on Wednesdays is a senior discount day. And I've often avoided being there because it's just extra busy. I mean, it's extra busy. It's like a Saturday morning where it's like everything is discounted. And I really regret that because I did land there on a Wednesday this week and all the ladies that were there, and by the way, the senior discount isn't that far away from me, um, were just delightful in a hoot. I had so much fun uh, bantering. People who go thrift store shopping are generally pretty friendly people and uh, don't take themselves too seriously. Or, uh, I just had a great time, and I and I wish I'd been going more often. I might have to make an excuse to pop in there on more Wednesdays. And yeah, so if you uh, challenge yourself on some of those assumptions maybe you have made, and you might turn out that it's you've been missing out. You know, I like when I find out I've been wrong about something. It usually turns out to be for the better. Of course, life, not always, but usually for the better. All right, so let's go. Today's episodes, the practicals, the practicals on the twos and the eights. Five practicals. Here we go. Voiceovers. If you are concerned about doing video, because, you know, it is a little scary. I remember when I started doing video, when I started going live on Instagram or 
doing video to post to Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and all over the place. It was a little nerve wracking. And the reason why it was nerve wracking is because I didn't really practice in it. You know, I hadn't gotten used to where to hold the camera and how to do it all, you know, and how to move if I wanted to show something and how not to turn. And oh my goodness, it was fun. E, I should say. But here's a way you can start doing some video if you're wanting to do video, and that's to do some voiceovers. And a voiceover is where you're showing video, you're maybe highlighting a scene where you're out and about in the world and you're talking about it. It might be that you're, who knows, maybe you're on a dream vacation in Hawaii and you are showing the breakfast buffet of all the fruit and things and just how thrilled you are to be there. That would be a voiceover. Here are some ideas that might work for you. So I want to give you a couple of ideas, but I also want to thank the people who help inspire these ideas or shared them directly with me. So one of them is if you have quotes that really mean something to you, a lot of people post quotes written by other people that we recognize who have had big impacts on the world. What if you read those quotes aloud? And I want to thank Bob for helping uh, inspire this idea as we sat together yesterday. Read the quote out loud. You can hold the quote up, read it aloud, and tell your audience what it means to you and why that quote's important to you. What what does it say between the lines to you? And what do you hope others might gain from the quote? Another idea is if you are a poetry writer, you're a poet, I'd like to thank Melody for sharing the idea that she has shared with her family is to read your poetry aloud. I see a lot of posts of beautiful poetry, but I don't often see people reading their poetry aloud. And when an author writes and then reads their own work, it's delightful, right? It's nice to hear the author's voice and how, where and how they emphasize different aspects of their writing. And of course, that could be um, any author of any material, just thinking poetry, because they generally are a little shorter and they're often posted within the, an image or, you know, you through Canva and it's written up. Read them aloud. Let people follow along visually while you're reading aloud. I think that would be really delightful. So that was one practical. All right. Next practical has to do with notifications. Goodness gracious. Our phones, holy smokes, they want a lot of our attention. And if you go into your apps, in other words, you go to settings on your phone and you go into notifications, you can turn on and off every app, what you want dinging or binging or popping up or not. Usually it just requires sliding over a blue little feature from right to left or on to off. And I really encourage you to go and turn off as many of those notifications as possible. I like to be dinged for a text and a Facebook notification because those are often like texts. Um, but that's my choice. You, you have to make your own choices what you want 
to draw, have your attention drawn to. That is absolutely your decision with all of these social media notifications. So I encourage you to go to the settings on your phone, go to your apps or your notifications. Usually it's notifications and a couple other things. And on there, if you go to apps, of course, your phone is not going to let you find this easily. You'll see a list of all your apps and on there, you should be able to swipe. If you go to one at a time, of course, you have to go to each app one at a time and decide on or off, on or off, on or off. And the the amount of decisions that you might feel you're making uh, is it's comical to me. Like some of the apps that want to notify me on things, I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to know that. So you can do that too. You can go in, turn those notifications off. However, however, you do need, if you are active or you are on any form of social media, you need to go into those apps into those platforms and check your notifications. So let's take Facebook, for example. Facebook likes to notify us, it seems, for everything. Um, And you will get better at scanning those notifications and finding the ones that, in my opinion, you really ought to be responding to. If somebody tags you in a post, go check that out and acknowledge the tag with a thanks, or that's interesting, or appreciate it. Somebody shares one of your posts, you definitely thank them for that. You know, if uh, you'll get used to it, you'll get to where your eyes will scan through. You know, Facebook wants to notify you if you, you know, boost a post or you, who knows, I think you all know what I mean as far as notifications from Facebook. Definitely check it. It's easier on a laptop. Why do I say it's easy on a laptop or your computer? Because on the phone, when you go to notifications, you check one and go back, it takes you back to the top or the beginning. I'm like, well, you know what I mean? So you got to scan back down until you figure out where you left off. If you're on your desktop, your laptop, it's a little easier because you can go back and forth without losing your spot, losing where you were when you were going through your notifications. I do think that that's important. If you're on any platform, you do need to be checking those notifications. So I check, you know, Facebook a couple times a day. But remember, this is my gig, social media. Uh, Instagram, I love going on Instagram, as you know. LinkedIn, I checked a couple times a week. LinkedIn and I are still trying to get along and uh, make some headway. Uh, YouTube, I have YouTube let me know when I get a comment or a new subscriber and because those aren't very frequent yet, I uh, appreciate finding out right away because it feels feels good. Those are my tips when it comes to notifications. So remember, it does get easier and do check those. Next, practical. A way of deciding what to write or as a comment is to think about if somebody screenshotted your comment, would you want that out in the world? You know, what would you want that to say? So in other words, anybody can take a screenshot of anything on their phone, right? Well, except for if you're playing Netflix, you can't screenshot that. How do I know that? Because I've tried. So if you write something and somebody were to screenshot it and share it, would you feel good about that? Would you feel good about that comment? And I challenge myself to find something positive or uplifting or to notice something in every 
the first three to six posts that come up in my feed on any platform. Sometimes I, I am stumped. I don't, I don't know. I don't always say, and I let myself off the hook and maybe that happens once a week. I still, um, do my best. So here's another thing when it comes to commenting, this is kind of getting into a fifth or or next practical, the fourth practical. Actually, it is getting into the next practical comment on the ones that you really do want to see more of. So although I do say to challenge yourself to comment on the first three to six that come up, consider also if you haven't seen comments or you haven't seen posts from people who, Hey, I miss so-and-so I miss seeing this one or that one. You might need to go into their profile or onto their page and their timeline and intentionally go and comment and post so that those start propping back up. The non-organic feed, it can be a little frustrating, which I get. And there are ways to do that. So you just have to go and intentionally engage sometimes with some people. Now, if you or you know someone who is posting in what feels like too much, um, if you're seeing more than you want from someone, simply not commenting, not liking will drop down those posts. Now, if this is your best friend or your child, yeah, you still want to see what's popping up and what they're posting. Um, my my point is to the maybe colleague or friend, but not a close friend who posts too much and just simply stop commenting or stop liking on it. It should drop away. Also, I'll put this out there. I don't think any of you are doing this. If you're posting too often, you're probably annoying somebody. So I'm gonna put that out there. Um, don't clog up people's feeds. It's it's a tricky balance there that a lot of people are trying to maintain. They want to be connected to you, but at the same time, they also want to see other people's posts. All right, on to our fifth practical. Analytics. Oh, goodness. So if you have a business account for Instagram or you know, all the platforms, I think you know what I mean, where you can go and you can see how many people liked and how many people commented or how far the reach was or on and on and on. Wait, wait like 72, three to four days before you look at those. It takes a while for a post to really circulate for followers, for your friends, for your connections, subscribers to get around to looking at what it is that you put up and land in their feed. Give it some time and then go and look at those analytics. And why would you look at those analytics? Not to see how popular you are or aren't. You're looking there to see what is resonating with the people who follow you, what it is that they like, especially if you're trying to build a platform. If you're an author, if you're a podcast host, if any, you know, your coach, look at those analytics occasionally, you know, like three to four days later and take note of what is resonating with your audience. And that will help you to know what they might, what they do want to see more from you. I will 
give you an exception to this. Every now and then, although I do enjoy creating these posts, sometimes I'll create a post that has a lot of um, kind of a white background and I go into Canva and I do enjoy them. I, I love making these kind of really sweet posts um, to my followers where I just want to share a little love. And they don't tend to do quote unquote as well. I enjoy doing them and it gives a little visual white space to my Instagram profile page. I like a little visual white space and we can talk about that another time. So I know those posts aren't going to go as far and wide, but I do like doing them. I do mean them sincerely. And I like that it gives a little breakup to the, my page, my Instagram page. So that is an exception. You know, if you do have something that you just simply enjoy doing, even if it doesn't resonate as much, you don't have to cut it out entirely. So those are my practicals, five practicals. Let's sum them up. Voiceovers, right? You can do where you're holding up your phone and do a little under a minute video of where you are. Maybe you're at the farmer's market or, oh, fall's coming up. So, oh my gosh, it'd be so cool if you were in like a corn maze. That would be a cool voiceover. Or at the pumpkin patch, kiddos picking out a pumpkin or launch yeah some of the pumpkin patches out here if you if you live somewhere on where there's more space you know they have these the, the sling what is that called uh you know where you pull it back and it launches that's hysterical i wonder if they go out and pick up all those seeds or that's just next year's plantings <laughs> um read your writing out loud read aloud quotes that mean something to you instead of just reposting it and Tell people why those words resonated with you, why you wrote the words, or why the quote meant something to you. Next, turn off as many notifications from your apps as you can, yet, or however, as you can tell, I do like my conjunctions, um, do go and check those notifications on your platforms. You know, go in, make sure that you're checking. So on Instagram, your main page, if you see a red dot near the heart toward the bottom, which would be the, it's the fourth icon from the left or the second icon from the right, that's where you click to find what's going on, um, who's commenting, who may have followed you. Facebook, it's that bell. And of course, Facebook notifies you for a whole, 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 so many things. And your eyes will get better and faster. I do encourage you, if you can, to look at those from a laptop. It's just a little smoother, but it doesn't have to be. And uh, of course, if you're on other platforms such as LinkedIn, and go in and and you do need to check those because you might be getting tagged or notified or messages sent or people responding to things you've posted. It's important to acknowledge those. Next thing was if somebody were to screenshot a comment of yours. How would you feel about those being out in the world? Somebody, you know, matters. I do like to screenshot on my phone because it's a quick way for me to take notes, right? If I don't have a notepad nearby or I just want to be a little more quick or I would rather save it so that when I'm, say, in my office later on and I can put some more thought into it, I scroll through all my screenshots. And um, for example... 
those of you who give me feedback on the podcast via social media platforms, I screenshot those and save them in order to remember, right? And to go back and say, oh, that was a good point or this or that, et cetera. So remember, people can screenshot things that you write. Next thing was waiting three to four days before looking at your analytics. Analytics are very helpful. Please, please do your best to not see it as a popularity contest, but rather what is resonating with your audience, if that is important to you. If your social media platform really is for friends and family, and not to say that it doesn't matter what's important to them, I'm referring more to people who are building platforms. In other words, authors, coaches, people who are like myself, a podcaster, and you really are wanting to put helpful things out into the world and you have an audience and you want to know what is most helpful to them and what isn't. That's what analytics really help you do. They help you know what they appreciate, what is resonating mostly with them and make more of that. Speak more to that. Next thing was a reminder that you don't have to comment or like everything. I know this is like a twisted bit of practical. Yes, I do challenge you to comment and like on the first three to six posts that come up, especially if you're new or you're trying to build up or get better at consistently engaging. So after you've been doing that, if you do have someone who is posting too much, too often, and it's it will clog up your feed so that you miss out on others, just don't comment or like for a while and it will drop away. If you're posting too much, you might be annoying somebody. So there's a balance there, right? If you miss seeing somebody, you'll probably have to go to their page or their profile and intentionally catch up with what they've been doing to trigger their content to show back up in your feed. If you don't want to do any of that, that's fine too. Remember, it is your social media it's how you want to show up and engage. My whole point is intentionality. So that gets us into today's tidbit, which is remember your engagement on social media. Please simply be intentional or awake about it, not just reactive. Why are you there? We did an episode on the mission statement, right? And the point of that is to know why are you showing up on social media? What is it that you want from it or to give to it? What is your intention for being there? I was recently reminded of Gary Zukov's beautiful book. And, you know, Oprah, for her show, always asked her producers, what is the intention behind this episode or this topic? And so I do believe thinking about your intention for being on social media is important. It doesn't have to be the same as mine or your friends or somebody else. It has to be yours. And from there, you make your decisions on how you engage, how you comment and how you respond. That is my boost is to remember why you are there and it matters. Your opinion on why you're doing something matters, right? So with that, we are just about out of time. 
We are at almost 24 minutes, and I want to thank you for being here. I also want to do a special thank you to Tiana, Sylvia, Mike, Candice, and Jean for your very, very generous amount of listening to all the episodes and your feedback. It's I just appreciate it so much, and I hope that I can continue to provide some valuable ideas, right? That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. Who is we? I guess that's Bella and I. That's why we're here. I hope that you have a wonderful day whenever you're listening to this. And if you listen to me while you're out walking, good for you. Your heart thanks you. And that's it. Thanks again. And I will be back with another episode soon. Bye.